We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Lerig sheet a shin, nor a buig, the shamroga, comortus simon shincher, on conte, on down of shakache, the UPMC parking new line. Well, it's as cash down on comrade Jimmy Saunders, a scrib Jimmy Lauer ledeni, margiaule ravaher, shean tedal atar and lauer now from the outside in. Taquida dodo nagle of a via gomle Jimmy, a chrele erin majin shan. Well, his core Tuli dear to Colin, or Cantor Callan, Ballyabican Down, their core Conta Kilkinig. Big me kindly, dear Mother Lenner Quidobert, Mar Palator, August Mother Lenner Quidobert, August Egg Tortara, the Clana Eranaum, Dakar Shaw. Well, Egdera and Clar, Big Dina, a kindling modulation holidays in Mayfair. August on Chung Kodarev, Eran Halla, or who know the Bean Adina Shaw, Og. Mosbean Lattis Fader Fogra Kurkum Erinever 0863537782. That's our text line. Do feel free to uh, join us. So, well, Mihal Ojima did this morning talks was about the success of his Parryside Shamrocks Bally Hale in last Sunday's county final in Nolan Park, and an impressive win it was, surely. Well, last week we had a ch- first part of a chat with Jimmy Saunders from Castle Comer, now living in Kilkenny, who wrote the book From the Outside In about his life in Comer, but principally about his mother and the impact she has had on his life thus far. We have the second part of that conversation this morning. And around half nine or so, I'll be joined by Councillor Deirdre Cullen from the Callan uh, Thomastown district. We'll talk about. Uh, her life as a politician and the challenges that it poses at this particular point in time. Well, Mabuik is the Tony Augustin Irden, Isamari Chadwick's Donarik to Don Clarshaw. As always, we appreciate the help of Tony Duggan and the team at Samhair and Chadwick's for the programme. And Mabuik is Steve Shalok Deshtetla, Don Tokyuk to Don Stashun Shaw. As always, we very much appreciate the support of the listening community out there in Kilkenny City and in Vernes. And I hope that you enjoy this morning's programme. Well, Anisha, may Holodimida, Augustashe, kind fee, the Shamroga, Bally Hale. I'm Sasha for Margin of Harder. Well, near Evme, a crave of Hunte, Emlene, a stoker on Kedor, what a crave of Lean on East Moon, Akros, Almar, Tashi, Marquidja, Marelagoon, a vet egg, egg and grave, and on Lashes, Akar, no, ni. Ni Gunnar Blin and Hagring and Blin, August near Heaven Tikay the Gomsa. The Gunnar been a Kush Vahagom Vehe Crave Hunte Marle, Breshagas Dahad Blin and Us been Mafrosh Jafain and a Shamroga, been she part of her own, be she part of her own, is Mona ain Crave and Clobellus Docha, August Glor Buitra Co. And Emlina, Morris Old Eve, Neil Macon, Dulce Shearer, and Lehefane, Martashe, Fekhe, Grave, 
We are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. Kyo Lagas Kora on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. The Niklas O'Brenon. The Falcher Nashkidi and Clar Aaron Clar and Sahar and Chukacha, Vime Kaintla Jimmy Saunders, Screve Limmy Lauer, Ledeni Margiola Ravahar, Jen Tidal, the Tar and Lauer Nav from the outside in. Well, Takwida Doda Nagal of a Gwinganish. I noticed that when your mother was at home and I, I smiled when I read this because we had a, a woman minding our children when they were mm-hmm. young. She was just wonderful. But one of when she was at home, two of the things she loved was listening to Gay Borden mm-hmm. and listening to Harbour Hotel. Yeah. And your mum was exactly the same. Do you know, that that's really wonderful, Nikki, because when I said to mum I was going to write the book and I mentioned Harbour Hotel and uh, she nearly got a heart attack. And I remember when I used to take time off of school to recoup from my injuries she'd be down there downstairs listening and of course I'd be playing with my toys in the bed she would know about it and next thing I could hear Harbour Hotel the, the music to it and I could listen to the Gabe Gay Burn show wonderful this is interaction with radio straight from the bed down the stairs and I was very very close to listening to what she was listening to to be in a way close to her because she wouldn't let me out of bed if I was ill I was ill but I think that you had your mother wrapped around your little feet, oh you'd no doubt about it you used to get concerned even when she was a sleep in case she was she was not alive yeah I was so proud of her especially during my birthdays the preparation she put in for me and Firmina's birthday and Christmas time and I remember watching Oliver Twist the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory and I would think to myself my god what happens if I ever lose her what would happen what could happen if if she ever went out of my life I'd end up like Oliver Twist so I used to go in an awful lot of times into her bedroom and put my hand just to feel her was she breathing and was she still going to be with us today and tomorrow and that was just something it's a bit unheard of but it was something that I wasn't prepared for I would never be prepared to lose her she was a great dressmaker oh wonderful wonderful she did all the outfits for the fancy dress in Castlecomer and so many people will probably remember that because we actually won it I think it was four times in a row through mum's dressmaking and then we won it a couple of other times but my favourite outfit had to be the work she put in dressing a little eight year olds up as Princess Anne and Mark Phillips and 
and it was just unheard of because the dressmaking style in Comer was either dress up as a, a flower maybe or a little girl in a box Jean was dressed up as that but to change it into an English situation of well, what is good today and she was able to cop on and pick up the idea of well Princess Anna Mark Phillips just got married so let's dress we could have been Lady Dyer Prince Charles but we ended up on that time you actually mentioned you know. in the book that your mum actually wanted to be a nun she did obviously it was and still is a devout Catholic of oh Nikki, you couldn't take a church away from mum that would be taking her arms and legs every single Sunday she took us to mass and it was a very weird experience but a wonderful experience she is today an absolute devoted Catholic every single day she's in mass and I said to her there a couple of weeks ago I said I never said it before in my life I said mum who is your favourite I said is God I said are your children and she said it's a very simple answer she said God and uh, without God I wouldn't have been able to keep you guys today and how did that uh, how did you get uh, react to that in your own mind now, not so much to her but in your own mind it, because obviously you were going to church at that stage then it, as through your own life then maybe mm-hmm. you weren't as religious as your mother might have liked if mm-hmm. I could put it that way yeah when she had told me uh, I said how close were you to, uh, to God and uh, she said if I didn't have children I would have been a nun and so I said well that's pretty fair enough and actually it brought me closer to God again for the first time in 17 years and now I am pretty close because I'm thanking the, the old guy he answered all my prayers from when I was a child and you've had a few close health scares I did I had prostate cancer Nikki my leg was threatened my two legs were threatened to be cut off in St. Luke's well to go out to Waterford and get it done I had a blood clot uh, three years ago and then two years ago I had a double bypass so it was a seven hour operation on the operating theatre which was open heart surgery so and you had a little word with uh, the man above that's suspect at that stage? I think he was just reminding me who he was. That don't forget Jimmy, you used to pray to me and so I did actually say a prayer to stay alive while I was going in for that operation. Now the same day Nikki, as I had the operation, two men previous to me that went in on that day died and I was the only one left and I'm still here. There you go. You talk about summer being just a wonderful time swimming in the Dine and then in the Slush rivers mm. and going to Kilkenny and going into places we all remember of the past Woolworths and Mulhall's Yes. things were getting a bit better in the house when your mum was able to do things like that I think it was her skill to manage she learned from the hard way to be able to put maybe 5 pence or 15 pence a day in particular cups for certain things and when the the buggy's bus would be on strike then she would pay a lovely gentleman called Joe Brennan to get us into Kilkenny or Mr Collins from Marymount would uh, taxi us in and out again Uh, or if we missed the bus she wouldn't ruin our day she would pay for a guy to take us out to Kilkenny Kenny, spend a wonderful day in the castle, go down to Woolworths, Mulhall's Bakery, the swimming pool at John's Quay was a must for us, and a lovely time in the Castle Park, and it was, they, they, they were like holidays to New York, or, or to uh, any place in the world, because we were with Mum, and she made sure that we had everything, we walked away from Woolworths, she just said, pick one toy out and of course I'd be I'd be there looking at 10 of course like any know. like any child would be <laughs> uh, going to London when you went with your sister then and your mother came over that was a, it was the first time you were obviously in an aeroplane or sorry you went by boat of boat, course came yeah. back by aeroplane alright yeah. but you went to London and your mum came over as well mm-hmm. that was a great experience because that was the first seeing your brothers in the big city that was London must have been a huge experience it was again another best time did of that, my life did that help you make your mind up to go to London yourself eventually was that part of it I don't think so 
I actually don't think so. I, I knew when I came back, going to London was the best experience I ever had. But I had then, it, it actually grew my mind to think, my God, what's Australia like and other places like? Um, as a child, I was about nine years of age. But London surely was the most amazing place I'd ever been. I loved it. I, I loved traveling with Thomas. It was Thomas that wanted, it, wanted us over there because he was due to go to Australia in a couple of weeks after that. So it was just absolutely amazing. And then to have mum a week later, uh, we, we didn't care how, how she was for fixed for money as long as she was with us and enjoying that experience. Being in Leicester Square with Noel, going to the cinema to see The Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to put up on my website, Nikki, uh, all these little memorabilia. It was only three or four weeks ago we found our T-shirts from when we were nine where I have R2-D2, Jimmy. On the way into the cinema, I had that done when I was nine years of age. So on the website, if you don't mind me giving it a plug, which is james-saunders-from-the-outside-in.eu and there's a, there's going to be a little photograph placed there where all the wonderful pictures are going up next week. In 1980, you moved to Kilkenny. Mm. What brought that about? Mum wanted us to have the experience of going into a bigger place. She wanted a new environment for us to actually do. So I think she felt the high school part now was going to be one of the most important parts because it was when we left high school, we had to make a decision where we were going to go. We had that opportunity that the other kids in our family didn't have. We had, we were lucky enough to have that and she was going to make it great for us. We went into the, the Kilkenny City Vocational School and uh, it was a new experience, Kilkenny and it was just like London. Did you miss Comer? Not at that time. To be honest with you, the day I left, I said goodbye to my friends, like Barry Byrne was a very close friend of mine, and I went knocking at the doors. We were told to go knocking at the doors to say goodbye. I like to big a say a big plug out to Rachel Byrne as well and Eileen Byrne and Jimmy Byrne who taught me the guitar on Comer and, um, and Jimmy Byrne knew how to strum a guitar oh Jimmy is he's number one they're still my number one people today but the transition of going out to Castle Comer the adventure of leaving Comer into Kilkenny and I remember when it was coming up to my confirmation and Eileen Byrne became my mum-in-law for my confirmation so we had to go back out to Comer because Eileen was one of our best friends and we had a wonderful day but once I went back to Kilkenny I had new friends, a new adventure, and it was a new beginning. I came across something in the book, and I, I, I couldn't quite, I didn't spend enough of time maybe reading it to understand it, about the Indian man wanting to buy Philomena and yourself. Mm -hmm. Explain that to our listeners. Yes, well, we were out in Comer, I think we were about, I remember we were about four years of age, and a tally man is what they used to be called at that point, with a turban on his head, and he, he had a big, huge suitcase. So he tried to, to sell as much as he could to mum, but mum couldn't afford anything and kind of a clever man because he recognised that she couldn't afford any of the items in the bag. So a week later he came back and he offered her 10,000 it was about 10,000 uh, punts at the time for me and my sister and of course she threw him out. He, he was gone and I remember asking her about two or three years later about that man because it never left my mind and and she told us that he wanted to, he saw he was very clever, he saw that we couldn't afford anything, she couldn't afford anything but she could have a better life if she wanted to if she sold her children. We'll come back to your mum now before we finish the, yes. the, the interview but I want to just quickly go through your own life. You left Ireland and you you went to, you're mentioning countries to me here mm -hmm. for sport uh, before we started this interview. Give me a bit of a resume through your own life once you left Ireland. When it was 1980 
1990, I was in the Kilkenny City Harriers and I'd been with the Harriers for a couple of years and I had done extremely well uh, on the relay, the 100-200 and I was training for the Seoul Olympics and during the Leinster Championships and the, the run-up to the Olympics, I had missed uh, a time uh, for the 200 relay to get to qualify for into the Seoul Olympics and I missed it by a quarter of a second and so I made up my mind, right, that's it, I'm giving up Vernon, I'm going over to England um, I'm going to start working and I'm going to start getting involved in music so I joined the band over there and quickly enough I, I got involved in after I'd come back from Australia I was well aware of electric music, dance music and so I became a DJ while I was working I never stopped working in England, worked all my life there but learned how to master the skills of mixing and DJing in clubs and I ended up DJing in some of the most famous clubs around the world from London while I was based in London and so as times grew my reputation grew as a DJ then I started producing music I produced six albums and made about 11 singles records all my stuff was on vinyl Talk to me about some of the artists you would have encountered Wow the, the ones that, that are, I, I encountered like George Michael uh, lived pretty much near me and I met George Michael I was very good friends with Lee John from Imagination and I was very close on the second encounter with George Dowd whose family are from Tipperary that's by George and he was DJing with me in Ministry of Sound and I was on tour with Technotronic so Technotronic offered me from one club to go on tour in Germany with him which I did um, so I was the DJ and then they'd come on live on stage one of their tracks is called uh, This Beat is Technotronic so I was very aware of them but being in the circle of the music industry and the DJ world I started to meet some of the best in the business who actually pushed me in there's so many of them you actually indicated to me and I wasn't aware of this that uh, you actually spent time in the old uh, KCR studios out in Ballycallan the forerunner of, of this station <laughs> that was something I didn't know now that's not in the book of course but you did yeah. mention to me you have good memories of that as well yes absolutely Nicky um, I spent two years of my teenage life my late teens before I emigrated I took over from Frank Kine Frank asked Paul DeWire to oh, ask what now sadly uh, sadly gone absolutely absolutely and Paul said Jimmy come on you got to do this try it and uh, Paul influenced me to, to go out to KCR and I ended up with uh, Nick Minogue saying to me how would you like to take over Thursday night Saturday night and Sunday and I did and I became twice I think it was on a row the favourite the, the, the favourite of the listeners and so um, the favourites that were picked out there was myself and Ray Barofi and good old Ray was fantastic to work with I didn't see a lot of him but he was brilliant still going strong you got your, our friend next door there yeah, Don Devlin Don, is strumming away as we're speaking legendary Don I used to listen to Don before I ended up being on the radio Tom Dowling and all those guys and so I, I was there I think it was about two and a half years and um, I had a wonderful time there and then I left because I made the decision to emigrate and of that's course. Yeah. let's get back to your mum before we finish because mm. uh, it's been a, it's a remarkable story but your mum is hale and hearty she's out swimming and she had a, a mishap there one time but recovered from it she's out swimming where does she get the energy from and she, maybe I should I should realise that because when I read the book mm. I'm seeing her energy just oozing out of the book we uh, we've always uh, every one of us in the family and, and we are a pretty big family as regards as relations and everybody goes and mum forgive me for actually mentioning this but when I went to buy a boxer dog one day many 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 years ago I bought a dog and I read a book and the doctors uh, the, the um, boxer's life mentioned the last couple of years has to be the best for an animal and of course we all love her mum 1000% but 
I decided to come back home and Noel decided to come back home because why not a human being, especially the member of her family, the most loved member of her family, let's make her last couple of years the best years and we'll bring pure quality into her life. So we decided to get her membership of the, the gym up in Loch Boy and she has wonderful days. She's up there now swimming. This morning she was up there swimming for an hour. She's 91, going on 92 and I think everybody, every every human being deserves a quality and if if you're if you're able to give quality and attention and wonderful time space with the person that actually did so much we can never repay her for what she had done for us and how she prepared us for life what did she say when you told her you were writing a book or has she read the book <laughs> And she has. What's her What's her reaction? Be? She said, "Don't write about me in it." <laughs> and, <laughs> well, um, she's the star of the show. She is, and my and sister. That, and that's what you wanted it to be. Absolutely, and my wonderful twin sister decided to give up her teaching job in New York for twenty years to come back and look after her. So we'd be number one uh, looking after her. And my sister read it because mum has lost a bit of hearing in her ear and a little bit of sight in her eye, and so she asked Felina to read it twice. And every time I went up, she said she just put her arms around me she's so little so I'd have to bend down and she'd say thank you and thank you and thank you and I said to her that um, after I was reading Laura Ingalls Wilder uh, how she bought her book together I said mum reminded me of Laura Ingalls Wilder she was a lady that was never able to tell her story nor did she even feel up to it or did she care about that but I feel her story was an amazing story and the short as the book may be the words in there for her that represent her are a lifetime's worth it's amazing story from the outside in is written by James Gerard Saunders Jimmy Saunders in front of me here today it's, I really enjoyed our chat that book is available in all good bookshops it's worth reading because it shows a, a wonderful woman who reared a family in difficult times but has lived to see her sons and her daughters grow up to be very successful and I'm sure she's very proud of you all now Jimmy thank you very much Nikki. absolutely I believe she will will be very proud till the end of her days Yeah, the Shane, Jimmy Saunders, a scrivener lower from the outside in. Fanagiling Bemitarnashle, a corlor dear to Colin Teresna Fogrisha. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Kyo Lagas Kora, on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Le <laughs> It's a lovely, beautiful sunny morning, Nicky. Yeah, well, beautiful. hopefully that rain will stay off. Uh, we have a bit of an important game to play this afternoon, and I hope it's dry for it anyway, at least. Oh, absolutely. We, we have a few of them this weekend ourselves. We have our, 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 our junior ladies in a county final tomorrow, Nicky. That's right. You're playing uh, the Junior B Camogie final, I think. You're joined up with Callan in that, I think. We are. We're joined up with, with, with John Knox. We joined up there this year. Actually, you know yourself, Nicky, yeah. just a bit of strength in numbers and for the new, new new emerging team, you know, but uh, great success so far. This and tell year. me now, did, did you have anything to do with that, given that you're in the Callan Thomastown electoral district now? Did you manage to pull that one? No, it can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at all, not at all. <laughs> but uh, I know, I, I, I'm chairperson of the Camogie Club out here in Venice Bridge, and God, Nicky, you know, we're going from strength to strength. It's marvellous. We, we've over 100 girls putting on a jersey and a helmet and picking up a hurl. Isn't it, isn't it great? Isn't it great for them? I mean, these. I mean, they, they see how well the boys are doing, and Venice Bridge are doing tremendously well underage. It's brilliant for the girls now to go out and just get out among themselves and enjoy what's going on. 
hundred percent. It, it, it's marvellous. We, we had an under-16 Venice Bridge team this year for the first time in the history of our club. Actually, Nicky, it's a, a Connie man like yourself, Paul Brennan, who, who oh, took yeah. on the reins of the No Better Man. Oh, few, we, unfortunately, <laughs> for Martin, we've a few good hurlers have slipped out of the parish, and uh, their sons are, are their their sons are, are are starring with other teams. We do look on enviously, Deirdre. Uh, I'll tell you that much. But however, anyway, listen. Entering politics as you did uh, in the last uh, local government elections, and you pulled in uh, an impressive eight hundred and sixty-two votes in the first count. What prompted you, Deirdre? What's your? Uh, did you have an interest, or is there a family involvement in politics? Well, I, I would have had a huge interest. I suppose the family aspect would come from, you know, coming from a household that when you walked through the door, the conversation was either politics, current affairs, or sport. My father and mother had a huge interest in politics, Nikki, and, and a very, very proud Fianna Fáil family. Um, my, my late father, Lord Versiano, would have been hugely involved in local common and um, just a, it was bred into me in that respect, but we, we weren't, I suppose, um, you know, involved in running for elections or anything like that. But I studied politics in college. I've taught politics at secondary level for years. And uh, I felt, Nikki, that it would be something I, I would have a, a big interest in going forward for at some stage. I, I felt uh, that I had a lot to offer. I would have had huge experience myself working with communities and families, particularly those that would need a bit of a leg up. Um, so, and I very much live in the real world, Nikki. but time was ticking on, I suppose, and I said, look, if I don't run this time or, or put myself forward to run, it's another five years till the next hurrah. So, um, anyway, look, at, I, I, I put myself forward, and thankfully it was a fairly smooth, smooth process after that. Uh, yeah, how did you find the whole canvassing thing? I mean, obviously, if it was now, you wouldn't be out canvassing, of course. Be, I don't know what's going to happen if yeah. uh, with from elections in the future, if this the damn virus doesn't disappear but in terms of the canvassing thing did you did you take that pretty good or did you get well received on the doorstep well i wouldn't have had a huge experience at all canvassing um nikki the, definitely i'd be lying if i said i i wasn't um petrified walking up to the the first door you don't know how people are going to take you um there was a lot of um people have a lot of issues a lot of anger with, with, with different policies and that and, and perhaps with your own party or otherwise um, but once once I got through the first door and the second door, you get into it. I absolutely loved the canvas um, coming towards the end. It was a brilliant, a brilliant way of, of of seeing on the ground, Nikki, what exactly is going on with, with people's lives. What are the big issues? But the the, the chat and the, the the camaraderie at times on the doorstep was brilliant as well. So no, I loved it at the end and. I, I'd never be afraid of going back up to the to that door again, you know. More, but more, more power to you. Well, obviously, there's been a big effort trying to get more women involved in politics now. There's the whole notion of quotas and all of that. What's your view on the whole quota system, uh, dear? Because let's be honest about it. Politics is not easy for women because they have so many other things to do in their life. And we as men maybe just don't give enough credit to women who enter politics and who put so much effort in. Yeah, there was there's a lot of I suppose research done on that as to why women don't come forward. There, there, there's this famous five C's: they can, either they don't have the confidence, or there's childcare issues. Maybe cash is a feature. Candidate selection can be difficult. It, 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 I was okay. Um, I came forward, and myself and two other candidates. There was no contest. The three of us went through convention. Um, sometimes culture that uh, might be a barrier to women. That it is, let's say the 
those that have, have run and run again that are selected. But um, it, 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 it can be it can be can be difficult. We we have to get more women interested. Um, it, it, it's hard in terms of quotas. I am all for for quotas. There is no gender quota now at local level. Uh, I was the only female candidate to run for Fianna Fáil in all of Kilkenny. There was nobody else who, who came forward uh, as, as a woman to, to run. Um, but quotas are all well and good. I, I, I'm absolutely all for uh, having a, a broader selection on the ballot paper. I think that in order to really reflect a true democracy, we, we need to have more women get, get over the line. But equally so, Nikki. It always, always must be the right person for the job, and it's the electorate who will decide uh, who they believe will be the right person for the job. And even with gender quotas, you know, Nikki, it doesn't always transfer that you would have more more female candidates getting elected. Yeah, absolutely. We're obviously in very strange times now, Deirdre, in the whole area of COVID, and we'll talk about your uh, your teaching uh, side of things in a, in a couple of moments. But in terms, obviously, of council meetings and in terms of transacting business at the moment, clearly, it's very it's a very different environment. It is. We, we, we're having our, our main council meetings in the, the Watergate, and that's great. It, it, very difficult at the beginning and during lockdown when it was conference calls, and very hard to get your point across. And, uh, and, and equally so, it, it's a little difficult in the Watergate. It, the chamber is great, um, you know, for having your debate and that. But, and, and we are having our municipal district meetings, Nikki, uh, in person now. We're, we're using um, either the last last meeting we had the, the hall in Callan and uh, we used the community centre in Thomastown. Yeah, plenty but of space I, there in fairness. Yeah. yeah, plenty of space but I mean I was eager to, to get my um, clinics set up I wanted to, to get going in Thomastown, I wanted to get going in, in a seek. I, I had anticipated a slot just here in Venicebridge, you know, just to make myself more available of and course. unfortunately that's on hold, I'd be hoping to start them up now pretty quickly but at the same time I'm very mindful of not encouraging people to gather and, and restrictions seem to be getting a little bit tighter again. But we're all making ourselves available. I mean, my, my, I'm there to, to come out and to meet anybody at any stage. And I and imagine I'm in the current climate too, dear, there's probably your, your constituents, if I could call them that, is what they are. They have probably different problems now than they even had this time last year because of, of maybe lack of work or no work or various other issues that they might be uh, they might have difficulties getting through to government agencies about yeah and and let's not forget that there are many many people out there that aren't tech savvy that don't have the smartphone they don't have the laptop and equally so they don't have the broadband nikki um a lot of these um we would i would have put a huge effort into distributing forms and helping particularly those who are who are, are, are elderly just getting forms filled out and sent on um, because people don't have a printer at home, you know, by and large. That's very true. And they, do, they don't have the resources. It's very important that um, with, with all of the, you know, the, the, the form filling and, and uh, even people signing up for their pandemic unemployment, or even if it's simply just to let people know, Nikki, exactly what they're entitled to. That's a huge, that was hugely important over the last number of months. And whether you, you, you put it up on social media, I, I, I put up different um, different notices in, in community notes in the Kilkenny people and such. Just let people know there's my number if I can help in any way because people needed, needed uh, a hand getting through all of what was so new to, to them in terms of restrictions and applying for whatever they needed to uh, apply for. Yeah, um, 
Okay, you're uh, being a member of, of Fianna Fáil and Fianna Fáil are in government now and obviously there's been, you know, a bit of maybe low polling in the national polls. Does that affect you at local level or is it a matter of you just keeping your head down and getting on with your own work? Oh, God, I get on with my own work. It, 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 it doesn't bother me. I, I People put their faith in me and, and at local level, I, I'm a firm believer it doesn't matter what party you're with, Vicky, you have a job to do whether it's, you know, fighting for a footpath or, or, or getting getting somebody off the housing list. You know, it's all, politics is all local, at local level. And uh, the, the polls are, are one thing, but it's up to me to um, do the best, very best that I can do. People elected me to represent them. Absolutely. And I, I, I make no difference into what house I, I, I help out as long as I, I get something done for somebody, you know? Well, given the current national political scene, I suppose we can never be sure when the next uh, general election will take place. Does the notion of national politics uh, interest you, dear? Would you like to have a go at the national scene at some stage? Ah, or maybe at some stage, Nikki, I don't know. I, 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 it was an absolute honour and is an absolute honour to have been elected at local level here in Kilkenny and for Callan Thomastown. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a wonderful moment and I appreciate it every day. And people, at the end of the day, Nikki, they, they loaned me their vote and uh, I've uh, an awful lot that I want to get done at, at local level and uh, certainly continue to do so. I'm delighted, delighted to be, to, to be a local councillor. Yeah, well, hopefully there'll be, maybe there'll be bigger days for your head. Going back to the, te- going to the teaching side now, obviously you're involved in both the, the Kilkenny Vocation School and in Grenland College in Thomastown. Obviously the educational system, it's, it's strange now. We've had a whole debacle over the leave insert. How, how are the two schools coping that you're in? Because I think teachers have made an extraordinary, done an extraordinary job of, of getting the students back into schools. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and school principals, and uh, we would be, both schools there that you mentioned, Nikki, that I work out of, would be under the, the umbrella of uh, Kilkenny Carlow Education Training Board. We received uh, uh, a massive amount of help, whether it was, you know, through IT, um, you know, PPE, just getting the schools um, all set up so that they were going to be a safe environment for students to come back. It is difficult. I think it's, it's uh, but, but, but we as teachers, we were delighted to be back. Uh, we didn't want to be at home. The, the remote teaching and learning, Nikki, did, it, it worked in some respects, but it is not a long-term solution at all. And uh, we, we were very eager to get back. But huge credit, Nikki, to, in my opinion, the students and indeed the parents. You know, I mean, they're wearing the masks all day. It is difficult. In, in my two schools are, are different in the sense that we have a one-way system in one school and the other school is divided into zones. Um, it's hard going on students. It's not the same, you know, hanging around and, and um, camaraderie and such. Uh, there's an awful lot of restrictions on them. They have to keep their social distance. Uh, it's it's not the same. And unfortunately, unfortunately, where things are going at the moment, dear, it doesn't appear as if it's going to change very much. If anything, it may get a little bit stricter. And I suppose that's the concern. And I'm yeah. sure you, like all your fellow councillors, are keen to tell people to observe the regulations as laid down by the health people. A hundred percent. It is so hard on on everybody. And you know, we mentioned sport there at the beginning, Nikki and. Uh, it was very difficult on so many not being able to get down to the pitch or not even playing the sports that they, that they love. Um, and equally so, we really need to ensure that we do our very best. It, it, it's about keeping people healthy. It's 
about keeping our schools open, keeping people in jobs, keeping businesses open. But the the the, the, the regulations or, or, or the advice is the same as it was at the beginning. You know, you wash your hands, you wear your mask, you keep your social distance. We have new restrictions in now, which are going to be hard on people again. It, it's it's just one member from another household, you know, to come and visit. And that's going to be hard on our elderly as well, um, you know, um, for, for those people who rely on, on people to come and visit and maybe give a helping hand in the home. But we must do it with nine uh, confirmed cases in Kilkenny yesterday. Um, the, 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 the numbers seem to be on the rise, but if we all just take a step back, Nikki, and, and do what we can... We have to do what we can. We have no choice. Sure. And uh, and and just just to ensure we have Christmas coming up, we all want to spend it with our loved ones, with our extended families. Uh, you know, it, it's going to be very difficult if we don't get the numbers down. So a, a, a huge effort again is needed. But I've no doubt people will put in a huge effort. Kilkenny has been performing really well, and credit to everybody. But. We have our, our, our poor third level students. Let's remember them as well, Nikki. Yes, They're very true. They're not able to. Oh, very awkward, am I right? Ah, oh, Targum. But okay. look, um, please God, if we if we if we follow the guidelines as as best as best we can, and just get the get the levels down and be able to live some sort of a a normal life going forward into next year please God okay dear look a pleasure talking to you this morning thank you for taking time and uh, you know well done I know you're on the council now for a little bit of time but well done and uh, keep up the good work and uh, both in the political world in the teaching world and of course with your family and uh, down in the field in Bennis Bridge with the boys and girls dear lovely talking to you take care Nikki can I just say one last thing you can of course uh, just a, as I mentioned, just a, a shout out to the junior ladies who are in the county final on Sunday in Bensbridge, uh, the, the Bensbridge and John Locke's team. Also, our under 12 girls are in a county final next week, uh, Nikki, and our under 13 boys are in a county final tomorrow on Gordon as well. So, uh, best of luck to each and every one of them. Absolutely, of course you can say that. Dear, dear, lovely talking to you. Take care. Slangafall. The machine on Corlor, Deirdre Cullen, Augustasha, and Aum on PCQL Show. Let's fly down, let's ride down to Show Band Street. Paddy Fitzpatrick. Paddy, well, obviously, we know you as a, as a great singer, Paddy. Recall memories here. Did you play on the stage here at any stage? Uh, we did. Um, uh, it was uh, an accidental happening. Uh, I was here one night and uh, somebody put my name up here. I sang with um, the Hoed Owners, as I um, met Sean Dunphy here. But, uh, uh, we danced here, but I wouldn't call it dancing. We, we tried, you know. It was more like uh, someone being arrested than, 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 than someone trying to dance. Well, it was, that such was the crowds here. Oh, yeah. There, there was massive crowds here. I remember uh, the Clancy Brothers uh, did a show here one night and uh, then there was uh, Johnny Cash was here, Jim Reeves. Tell me about Johnny Cash, what can you recall? Well, he, he was a very, um, uh, uh, what would, energetic, you know. But uh, we hadn't been used to seeing anybody of that calibre live at the time. And he, uh, to this day I can still remember everything he said and did, you know. It, it was very striking. And the, were, the, were the, the crowd here, were they singing along with him? Oh, they were. Um, he sang a few ones that they wouldn't have known at the time, but uh, everything, uh, the, the Forty Shades of Green was one that had been out a while at the time, uh, and everybody knew that, you know. 
But he, he wasn't a very happy-looking person, from what I can gather. He was a, he had a, he, he never smiled. I think during the whole lot, you know. Or, and I, I, you don't expect people to smile every. And did he did he have much interaction with the audience? Did he speak much, or was it just straight on singing? Well, I suppose he, he, he had he had a charisma about him. He had a presence. He, he didn't really have to say an awful lot anyway, because um, he had such a uh, this thing about him that 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 you know the very appearance of him when he came out and. Uh, we always thought he had a scar or something like that on his face, but um, he looked a uh, hardy kind of a fellow now, to be honest about it at the time. But he, he was a fabulous singer. What about, you mentioned Jim Reeves also, can you recall that night? I can. Uh, Jim Reeves, um, we were very young at the time, 16, 17, but I was expecting a lot more from Jim Reeves. He, he wasn't too happy, I think, here. The, the, the piano was out of tune or something like that. I was told afterwards, I didn't know it was out of tune. And how did that come across in his, uh, in his uh, presentation? Actually, he looked like a man that wanted to get away out of there. He looked like a fellow that was singing in a shower rain somewhere and he wanted to get in out of it, you know. He wasn't, he wasn't a bit contented at all, I think. And do you reckon the audience uh, copped that? Were they happy enough with it or did they...? Uh, a lot of the audience wouldn't have maybe grasped the situation, but I'd say 90% of the people were disappointed. Very, very disappointed, you know. And uh, that's, the, that's the, the feedback. I got from people that had been at the show or even going home, going out the door. You know. Those of us who weren't thrown out, thrown out at the time. You'd often see a fellow coming down the steps there, being helped down the steps. He might have too much drink and you might meet him on the way out and he'd, he'd be back in the night after. He'd be, he'd be sober, you know. There was a lot of fun as well, you know. Yeah. Well, sure, it was the Centre for Entertainment in Kilkenny, yeah. Paddy, wasn't it? It was indeed, Nicky. Yeah, it, was, sure, it was the only thing we had on a Sunday night. Billy Dwyer, Billy's brothers, and they had a pub, the sportsman's in. And they used to get me to play there. I, sure was, uh, I wasn't probably much good at the time, I was only starting out. But I used to do a few songs there every Sunday night. Then come down here, you know. It was nice, a few, a few extra bob to get to the time. Uh, and did you ever fancy yourself uh, going up on the stage or joining one of those show bands and doing a bit of touring around the country? Did that ever uh, come into your thought mind? Uh, sure, you'd always be thinking of those things, you know. But then you'd know that you needed a lot more. Um, I, then I was into folk music ballads and stuff like that wouldn't have suited but I did like always like country music as well and um, I, I would have loved to have gone off with some of the bands there you know and there was a few little smaller offers came in at times to, to go with bands but it wouldn't be big time you know or anything like that but at the same time they were making a living out of it at the time but I preferred to you know you're going away every Sunday evening there and there's a holding match on or something and you want to go to that you know we, we, we preferred life out the country and keep it simple you know what I mean? I think that was our, our plan at the time. Paddy, great to talk to you. Vicky, thank you very much. We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City 88.7 FM. 